Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show as uh, we... uh, we go right into a Friday, and uh, so happy and pleased to be with you, Aaron Sexton, alongside, as always, and uh, congratulations to our Schmaltz's winner yesterday, and uh, I think it was uh, somewhat related to this new documentary that uh, Baylor is involved with, Our Time, and uh, Aaron asked a question, and uh, we had a winner, and that would be uh, two free sandwiches to Schmaltz Sandwich Shop. Shop spelled P-P-E. I kind of like the spelling there. And uh, just do a tremendous job on their sandwiches. And always uh, a huge thanks to our presenting sponsor, that is Central National Bank. And uh, one of the great banks in all of Central Texas, locally owned, the who's who among uh, folks from the Waco area. Uh, own that bank, and uh, just a tremendous uh, partner with us. And we've decided just to keep going. I mean, we've we've renewed our deal, and um, I would like, much like uh, what I thought uh, Scott Drew deserved, I'd like to do just a lifetime contract with um, with Central National Bank. I'm not certain they want that, but I would like to do that and appreciate them so much. Appreciate all our sponsors. You hear you hear them at the start of the show every day, and that's the the reason we're able to do this and uh, to provide you with so many great guests, so much entertainment, so many big time jokes that are told uh, during these uh, two hours every day. Lots going on in the world of sports as the day unfolds. We will have uh, got some kind of fun news earlier in the day. This comes from. Uh, the Baylor baseball program, and uh, the word got out that Jared McKenzie, Baylor outfielder, had been named uh, to uh, uh, preseason All-America. So we just said, hey, why don't we get him on? Let's get the man on the phone. I know that's what Aaron was thinking. Why don't I just immediately reach out to the SID and try to get Jared McKenzie on? And lo and behold, we landed him. And uh, we'll uh, talk to Jared at 5 o'clock today. And that'll be fun. We'll celebrate that. Got our Cowboys guest. I had to bump him down a little bit. May do it at 520 today. Clarence E. Hill is the one who reported that the Cowboy, that uh, Amari Cooper was in violation of COVID rules by showing up at that Mavs game the other night. And then, Aaron, I grabbed my uh, Dallas Morning News, as I do every day well as the Waco Trib. Love the Waco Trib. And, boy, big headline today above the fold in the Dallas Morning News. It says, duos night out reckless as playoffs loom. Yesterday, we put it out there to our listeners to try to kind of find what was going on, what you were thinking. Are you cool with the, with the, 
the, the, the Mavericks showing up even though Michael Parsons has the COVID. He's in the protocols. Are you okay with them still going out on the town, enjoying themselves, just being themselves? Are you fine with that? And I think most of the answers came in like, yeah. And then somebody said, well, you know, they, they had spent some time in the hospital, I believe, one of our guests uh, responded with. So maybe they're uh, watching things a little closer. The uh, the the C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper both showed up. Now, Aaron and I had a little bit of a talk yesterday. You know, if you've had it recently like Amari had, are you fine? Yeah, yeah. But the rules are, if you're, you know, on a football team and you're unvaccinated, whether you've had it or not, you got to slip that mask back on. And they did not have it. Amari Cooper responded today and basically said, hey, I, you know, we got to live life. And I, I was lowered my mask so I could get a drink and have something to eat. And I kind of understand that. I do not like being a part of the COVID police, always trying to turn people in. Well, he didn't. He had his mask down. No, no, I, I get it. But there are rules and there are ramifications, and he probably will be fined by the NFL. The man who broke that story, Clarence E. Hill, will join us later today. At about 5.20 is what we have set up for that. And we'll, uh, we'll get into uh, all of that. I also liked Aaron. I thought you would appreciate this. You're a guy who likes to read. He, uh, he brought up a point about something he had read in a Malcolm Gladwell book, the the tipping point. Some of our listeners have have uh, read that book. I just thought that was kind of cool, of a Cowboys player <clears throat> to reference a Malcolm Gladwell book, the tipping point. There's also a book he's written about the uh, B fifty two bombers or the B seventeen bombers, as the case were, uh, in uh, World War two, and how. Uh, uh, was it General LeMay? I'm trying to think who it was. Anyway, he ordered kind of the basically just a rain fire down upon uh, upon uh, Japan at the time, and uh, they they also had precision bombing. That book that I'm referencing is written by Malcolm Gladwell. It's a great book, if and, and it's called the Bomber Mafia. All right, the Bomber. Mafia. I just want to give you some good things to read. Aaron, should we start a Matt Mosley show book club? <laughs> sure, I could give you would some you, recommendations. Would you be okay <laughs> on that? Um, th- so that that was kind of interesting. Now, Aaron, have you read any Malcolm Gladwell books? You know, you're familiar with who I'm talking about. I, I am. I have. I've never read any of his stuff. All right, he's, it's really good. Here's what. Uh, Here's what he had to say. Um, I found some of this kind of fascinating. I was trying to get down to here where he talked about reading the tipping point. There he is. There he is. He said, even if I stay at home, I don't live by myself. I have people who stay with me who have to go out to, to their job and stuff like that. There's a book, The Tipping Point, that talks about how things spread, like diseases in the environment. You can stay at home. But if you stay with somebody else, obviously they go out to their job or drop the kids off at school or whatever. Just by them doing that, they're coming into contact with probably over a million people. Just because of the person they came into contact with comes into contact with a whole bunch of different people and so forth and so on. 
So when I do go somewhere, I mean, I was pictured at the Mavs game not wearing a mask. But that's because I was eating and drinking. I don't know how to do that with a mask on. So I just think there's risk all across the board. And I don't feel like anybody is staying home. You know what I mean? Am I supposed to just sit in the house all day? I don't really understand how to be extra careful because just by us going to practice every day, being around each other, we have teammates on our team who have kids. They take their kids to school who are around hundreds of other kids who are around their parents when they go home and so forth. So I don't feel like we can be safe in the environment that we're in. All right. I, here's what I admire about Amari Cooper. He, st- he stood by his guns. I don't really even have that big of a problem with. He's decided he's going to be unvaccinated. Now, does that make him more susceptible? Probably so. Has he had it already this year? Yes. Now, to that point, though, they got one player on the team, Keanu Neal, who's been in the COVID uh, COVID protocols twice this season. He's also unvaccinated. It only makes sense to me that if you're unvaccinated, you're probably going to have a, a better chance for more trips to the deal. Now, can un, can vaccinated and boosted people get it? Yes. Yes. I have loved ones who have it right now. I get it. But um, I just thought all that was interesting coming from um, Amari Cooper. Aaron, do you like that you're starting wide receivers out there reading Malcolm Gladwell books? I kind of like that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> now, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, I've just, uh, you know, I don't think most NFL players would are reading Malcolm Gladwell. So, Well, that, that may be the case. And uh, I'm not sure if the rosters, they're, they're big on Gladwell, but uh, Amari's a very interesting guy to me. Just like Aaron Rodgers is interesting to me. So I, I don't, I, I think it's, I think it's fascinating, this whole thing. I think sometimes we all like to go to our own corners and go, ah, you're, you're this or that for not getting the, the vaccination. And yet, like, two of the guys that are unvaccinated, Amari and Aaron Rodgers, are probably what I would call two of the smartest players in the NFL. Is it smart to be unvaccinated right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so simply because – it seems like this Omicron's not really doing much to people if you're vaccinated and uh, and boosted. It, it seems like it's just more like a cold, like basically it's not killing people like what the other one was. But you know what? We're not going to get into all that. Uh, 254-662-1660. Cuz if I do, Aaron, everybody'll be like Mosley's, he's a corona bro. He's rooting for the corona. Nobody, everybody wants us to go away. No matter where you stand on vaccinations, I think we all agree we want this to go away from our country. And at least the Omicron seems to be a, a, a much lighter strain. Uh, and so uh, we, we're just, we'll take, we'll take uh, uh, joy in that. All right, um, this was Jerry Jones, by the way, talking on 105.3 The Fan on the possibility of AT&T Stadium hosting the Super Bowl. Do you realize this could happen? I've talking to Barfield today, Tom Barfield, the director of uh, programming for Eminent Broadcasting. That's, is that true? I guess, no, it's ESPN Central Texas. I don't think he's the director of everything. But he is the head man at ESPN Central Texas. We were talking about Super Bowl. And Tom said, hey, if this thing comes to Dallas, we, we probably should go. 
So I was like, yeah, I agree. Um, and so Jerry was asked about that today, said, I'm thinking positively for the California situation. But make no mistake, if we have a situation where we need to make an adjustment, we have a great place to have that Super Bowl right here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, Jerry uh, uh, also went on to talk about, uh, we, uh, ask about the, the, the Cowboys, the state of the Cowboys right now, and he said we have great depth, the best depth I've seen us have in probably pause, period. I mean, he thinks this is the best depth they've ever had. I mean, he's, he's actually going back to the Super Bowl teams. Now, I don't think he would say they have as good a talent, but he thinks the depth is every, every bit as good as it was even back then. I find that really interesting. Then he went ahead and said, and that's serving us well with this COVID situation. All right, now here's his full quote on um, about the cow about would would the Cowboys be ready to host the Super Bowl if if they had to? This is quote still the center of the country, and logistically it makes a lot of sense for the NFL, considering our entire national fan base. I still believe that. I still believe we have the best venue and all of that. What we've really run into is the NFL likes, when you build a new stadium, they really like to take that market and give it the big bump that goes with that time, new stadium, and have a Super Bowl in that arena, that area. I think that more than anything, building of new other stadiums has probably kept us from having another one sooner than we've had. I always want to have it. We deserve it. We're in football country. I hold out hope the same way when I built the stadium. It's a place for the Super Bowl. Aaron, I would simply say that while I, I think it's a grand place and I enjoy going to games out there and spending time at AT&T Stadium, there's also another reason that the NFL has not tried to circle back to AT&T Stadium, and that's something that Jerry would rather not talk about. And that is the first time it was held here, it was an utter and abject failure and a disaster. Now, a lot of that was out of Jerry's hands. The weather hit the Metroplex, got a huge ice storm, and we weren't, com- we weren't ready to put the rock salt down. We didn't do a good job of having the streets ready. We couldn't get people to all the activities. And even though the, the committee had done such a wonderful job, they didn't even salt the, the, the sidewalks around where the media was staying down at the Sheraton. So the media was like falling around everywhere. And I'll tell you from experience, the media loves to complain. They complain about everything, free food, anything they can complain about, they do. And so we didn't even, we didn't even salt down. I was doing some shows from down there at Radio Row that week, living in Dallas. I could barely make my way down there to even do the shows. And it was, it was, uh, and then on top of that, if you'll recall, Jerry tried to set some records. And so he put temporary seating in and 
the, the fire marshal or whoever, we actually on, on Super Bowl Sunday, the weather turned nice. It was like 50, 55 degrees and pretty. The, they, they basically had all these people who showed up. I say all these people. Let's say 100 to 200 people. But they paid their money, got their Super Bowl tickets, and their seating wasn't ready, and, and, and they couldn't get them into the game. Now, eventually, they got some of them in there, and they got to watch it from – some of them got to watch it from somewhere, but it was a fiasco. So, I just don't – I think Jerry's trying to use revisionist history. The reason the Cowboys have not hosted another Super Bowl is because the, the region was not prepared for bad weather, the re, and, the, and the region – um, screwed up that temporary seating, and it became sort of a laughing stock. Now, can can Dallas, can can Arlington, can everybody overcome that? Yeah, they can someday. But I just think it's important to be upfront about what actually took place. Our region did not get it done, and, and maybe we'll never have another one of those freezes. It's likely we will. Hopefully, the timing would not sync up with the Super Bowl. But we've since had Super Bowls in Minneapolis, New York, other cold cities, cold weather cities, and everything held up fine because those areas are built to handle crazy cold weather. We also had one in Detroit years ago. Had a huge snowstorm the the night before, and you know what? We made it. We figured it out. In fact, I had a taxi driver, and we were all over the highway coming back that night. But because there was so much salt, uh, on the highway, I was able to make it back into uh, downtown Detroit. All right. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. This is what we do. We turn on the lights. We just talk. and We have fun. We interact with our people. And no, we don't feel like we have to have a guest every segment. We actually enjoy doing radio. Uh, it's uh, We're going to continue on into Friday. It's a very fun Friday. We've got a lot planned for you. I want to kind of start getting you ready for the Baylor weekend. Uh, women's game's already been called off. Men have a really interesting test tomorrow. I want to visit with you a little bit about that next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with patchy drizzle developing overnight. Low temperatures actually rising to around 47 degrees tomorrow morning. Mostly cloudy throughout the day on Saturday. A 40% chance of scattered showers, maybe a thunderstorm, 65. And mostly sunny on Sunday and highs a little bit cooler at 62. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. 
3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco and on Facebook. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right art supports. After walking around with the art supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. The USFL has hired its first four coaches. Kevin Sumlin will return to Houston to head the Gamblers. Mike Riley is the New Jersey Generals' new head coach. Todd Haley takes over at Tampa Bay Bandits. And Bart Andrews to the Philadelphia Stars. Former Aggie quarterback Zach Caltanato will transfer to Auburn next year. And TCU running back Zach Evans has announced he's transferring to Ole Miss. Both the men and women UMHB basketball teams got a win over Seoul Ross last night, and both teams will be back in action tomorrow at the Mayboard Campus Center hosting Howard Payne. Women tip at 1 in the minute, 3 o'clock. Baylor basketball heads to Fort Worth tomorrow to take on TCU and Big 12 play. 4 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys finish up their regular season tomorrow in Philly with a 7-15 kickoff, and you can hear that game following Baylor basketball. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley show on a Friday. Everybody working for the weekend. Ah, there it is. And um, boy, just pleased to be with you. And all throughout, uh, just a, a hearty hello. <clears throat> Everybody, we're kind of trying to recover from the holidays. I actually drove over to the gym today. Um, got on my phone, was in the parking lot. Walked into the gym at one point, said hello to some people, and at some point realized that uh, 
I did not have time to get in a workout before the show. So I just kind of said hello, turned around, and walked out of the gym. Aaron, if you do you think maybe if you at least walk into the gym that's that you get credit for something, or do you think that probably didn't do me a lot of good? No, that didn't do me. It just didn't. I was hoping you'd be more supportive of that. Uh, it is uh, it No is days the, off, uh, Matt. No days <laughs> off. <laughs> Man, I hope Saturday and Sunday. You know, you're right, though, because the Cowboys, usually Saturday can be one of those days. I know, Aaron, I shouldn't say this to you because a lot of, a lot of those Saturdays you're in there running games and that kind of thing. But I believe you may have – I don't know if you want the weekend off because it's a, a good money-making opportunity, but you will have the weekend off, Aaron. In fact, I made sure of it. I talked to Tom and said, hey, no, I don't think Tom really needs my input on any of the uh, programming or, or uh, what do you call that, Aaron, planning? Um, scheduling. Yeah, I don't think he ever asked my help for scheduling. The um, that Tomorrow, though, the – the Bears have a game. I believe I saw that's and of course you can hear it on ESPN Central Texas. That's a four o'clock start. A little bit of a weird start. That's fine. I don't mind kind of having a full day of activities and then have a have a Baylor game that leads right into a Cowboys game. That's right. You know, I know we're in tune to thinking the Cowboys play on Sunday. They don't this week. That game was moved to Saturday night. No real reason for it. Because it it doesn't mean a lot to either team. I guess there's we can still kind of find out for sure <clears throat> who the Cowboys are going to play in the first round. Aaron, if, am I mistaken? I mean, isn't it <clears throat> still look like it'll be the Cardinals, or is it either the Cardinals or the Rams? What what kind of or do we? Is it most scenarios point toward them having to play Arizona again at home? Yes, um, I would say probably about half or or more, um, yeah. and. It could be the Rams is the other best possibility. And there's a slight chance it could be the 49ers, but I believe that would involve uh, a major upset. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and look and say, I think it, uh, anyway, it would, it would take one of the worst teams in the league beating one of the better ones. So I'll have to look, you know, but we get so focused Aaron on the Cowboys though. I got, I, I was talking to my podcast partner, Ed Werder, you know, Ed, uh, Aaron, you're familiar with his work. And I kind of felt bad for him. He goes, he said, well, I'm not going to Philly to cover the Cowboys. And I didn't feel bad for him on that because, I mean, that game doesn't mean much. So, but I kind of thought maybe they'll give him the weekend off. ESPN is instead sending him to Houston. Aaron, do you know off the top of your head who's playing at Houston? It would be the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, trying to wrap so up. So he had to, yeah. So I wondered why in the world is he having to go cover that? And then what you were just about to say, Aaron, tell us, tell tell our audience why they may send they they may have sent Ed Werder to uh, to watch the Titans play at the Texans. If they beat the Texans, they will be the one seed. They will get the first round by, and they will host home uh, playoff games as long as they're in the playoffs. You know what's weird about this season? And, Aaron, you watch – I focus on the Cowboys, and I like watching the rest of the league too. You have all these fantasy players, so you're really trying to watch everything you can get your hands on. But I come to the end of one of these seasons, and generally there's a team like the Chiefs 
or the Bills, they, they've gotten better lately, or the, for years it was the Patriots, that you knew had, like, pulled away with it. I, I saw that, Aaron, like, t- earlier today. I, I just had, I was like, why is he covering that game? And then I quickly looked up the Titans' record. <clears throat> I was like, okay, 11-5. and five. And I looked at the Chiefs' record, you know, 11-5. and five, And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's exactly why. I mean, they're going to they're gonna be able to wrap. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is this. At least with the Packers, we sort of all have the sense in the NFC that that's a, that's a heck of a football team. And they play at Lambeau, and Rodgers has been great. Actually, I mean, that's, that's a number one seed. That's a true number one seed in the NFL. You go over the AFC. And Aaron, I start looking. The Chiefs were kind of, yeah, kind of, you know, blah early in the season. They finally kind of got it going, but they haven't really been themselves this season. I can't say. I mean, I try to watch some Titans here and there. I I didn't really think of the Titans having a great season. That it seems like a really kind of average team to be your number one seed in the AFC. Is that fair? That just, Aaron, that's just what that's the way this thing is hitting me as I look at how the teams are finishing in the AFC. No, that's very fair. Their defense is good but not great. Tannehill has been pretty mediocre all season. He's had some good games, but nowhere near as good as he was last year. And uh, they've been without Derrick Henry since I believe week six. Now they will. It's looking like they will get him back for the playoffs. But yeah, they're they're pretty uninspiring one seed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am. I sit here during right now, very uninspired by the Tennessee Titans. But Aaron, if they go out there and beat those those Texans on on Sunday, let's just get excited about them, okay? <laughs> let's just if they if they get that win, then we'll really be excited about them. Now, what are the Cowboys going to do? That is the question that keeps coming up. They don't have Tyron Smith this game. They don't have Micah Parsons. A couple other players are going to be out with injuries. I don't – Trayvon Diggs is not going to play in this game. Or somebody else limited that is, that's definitely going to sit out. I The one kind of cool thing about this game, and somebody brought this up today, I think it was David Hellman who writes for the team's site. I like David. One, this could be kind of interesting in the sense that with Brown and yeah, Jordan Lewis has been out recently with some stuff. <clears throat> you could get to see um, Nishan Wright and this uh, Kelvin Joseph, the rookie corners, pretty much play this entire game. Now, that's not really who I want out there. Now, you may, Kelvin may have to play during the playoffs. He's already been, you know, out there recently, <clears throat> and, and he can play in the uh, slot, although so can Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown played the other day, but kind of played poorly from what I remember. In fact, on what was faked out so badly on one uh, kind of a, uh, RPO type thing, he never even attempted to make a tackle. I just saw a replay of this. <laughs> but Aaron, that I, I would say that is one reason to watch this game Saturday night. This is not going to be a marquee game for the NFL. Both these teams are already in. I don't think it really is a huge, like if they win or lose, 
I don't think it does that much for for either team. Who do you think? To me, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Saturday night almost like a bowl game. Which team, Aaron? If you had to guess, and our people can guess too on the text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's the CNC Collision text line. <clears throat> Which team do you think is going to try the hardest to win this game? Knowing that Philly has had a bunch of people out for COVID, Cowboys have players, two two key starters out with COVID, and two or three more starters just out with them. Uh, they just banged up, and they're not going to play in this game. Do, do you still think that the Cowboys may play to win this game? Uh, you know, Jerry Jones says acts like they will. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think with the way that Jerry and Mike McCarthy think that Dak and uh, – most of the offensive starters that are healthy will play for most of the game to make sure that they win. Of course, it could end up being like Washington and they get a huge lead at halftime, and that would be nice. But I think if it, even if, it's clo- if it stays close, I think the starters stay in. I think one of the negative things about all this, Aaron, is that there's part of me and there's part of, I think, Cowboys fans who still would like to see Dak have one game where he performs at a pretty high level. He had the one against Washington. I think we now know more than ever that Washington was a shell of itself in that game. I, I think there's some people that would give everybody a lot more confidence if Dak, even against a sort of a, a nothing Philly team right now, if he came out, it would give the, his teammates confidence, and which is the most important, and in coaching staff, but it also give the fans some more confidence. And I think that's sad. I mean, I think that's a tough place to be because I think we've, saw, we, we've seen a quarterback in, this, in a span of a season go from being an MVP candidate and putting up great numbers to somehow kind of losing his confidence and not executing. And I, I don't, no matter what happens tomorrow night, I don't really, th- I don't really think we're going to have a great positive feeling about Dak going into these playoffs, and that's a real shame when you pay somebody whatever crazy amount it is, forty million a year, whatever it comes out to. That that's that's kind of a wild thing to to have your highest paid player, your most important player on the field, to have such little regard for that player heading into the playoffs. Now, I may be wrong in saying that. I mean, I, I again, I don't think I am. I, I've watched this whole season. But what I'm saying is we may have listeners who feel just fine about Dak and think he'll be able to switch it on for the playoffs. If so, I'd love to hear from you. Or maybe you agree with me. I mean, have the, have the guts to take that unpopular stance of agreeing with Mosley. Uh, the number is 254 254- Six six two, sixteen sixty. We're leaving some of those text lines open for our group out in Woodway, our po- our folks out in Mahia, 
we're especially proud, uh, even even going all the way to Franklin. Uh, even our folks in Hearn, hello to you in Hearn today. Uh, out, uh, but uh, people out uh, out uh, toward where they win state titles, uh, out there in West, of course. And uh, well, we just we just win state titles everywhere: China Spring, West, Franklin. This is this is where this is where state champions live. Aaron, you should use that. I think we should we should use that for like a promo. Would you pass it along to Tom? Central Texas, where state champions live. Would you mind doing that, Aaron? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Campus Confidential, where we get the latest on all college football. And by the way, there's more portal news today. A University of Texas quarterback has popped up at a blue blood program. We do Campus Confidential next. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The top-ranked Bears back in action Saturday on the road in Fort Worth to take on TCU. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. The USFL has hired its first four coaches. Kevin Sumlin will return to Houston to head the Gamblers. Mike Riley is the New Jersey Generals' new head coach. Todd Haley takes over at Tampa Bay Bandits. And Bart Andrews to the Philadelphia Stars. Former Aggie quarterback Zach Calzonado will transfer to Auburn next year. And TCU running back Zach Evans has announced he's transferring to Ole Miss. Both the men and women UMHB basketball teams got a win over Seoul Ross last night, and both teams will be back in action tomorrow at the Mayboard Campus Center hosting Howard Payne. Women tip at 1 in the minute, 3 o'clock. Baylor basketball heads to Fort Worth tomorrow to take on TCU and Big 12 play. 4 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys finish up their regular season tomorrow in Philly with a 7-15 kickoff, and you can hear that game following Baylor basketball. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Uh, I am your humble host, Matt Mosley, as we uh, sprint toward the weekend. Got some uh, high school hoops I'm going to go see this evening. In fact, I've got a uh, cheerleader. Uh, My daughter is going to be cheering this evening, so anxious to get out there, watch some good hoops, and uh, see some good cheers. One potato, two potato. That's the only one I remember, really. But, uh, boy, what a, what a big-time uh, athletic cheerleader in this household. And glad, to, glad to get to go see her. Um, Aaron, uh, what do you have in store for us today in Campus Confidential? Good news for the Baylor football team after coming yes. off the uh, Sugar Bowl win last Saturday. Connor Galvin, the uh, – Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year announced that he was coming back next season. That means that Galvin, the starting left tackle, starting right guard Grant Miller, starting right tackle Khalil Keith, and center Jacob Gall will all be back next year. Four of the five starting offensive linemen will return uh, for basically their super senior years. And uh, the Bears do lose starting left guard Xavier Newman-Johnson, who had 36 career starts and Earned Pro Football Network First Team All-American honors in this year. Uh, Newman Johnson will play in the East-West Shrine Bowl in February and will be more than likely be drafted in April. Gavin Byers, a sophomore who started the first eight games of the year at right tackle, also returns in 22. So the offensive line, which was obviously a strength for the Bears this year as they won the Big 12 title, will return almost intact next year, which is great news. Yeah, all that's good news. I mean, I love uh, Miller coming back. Gall was a great player. You said, uh, I believe, Khalil Keith back in the mix. I mean, this is a uh, this going to be a talented offensive line, the continuity that comes with year two under Mateos. I mean, they could just build on last year, add a few things. The great Mateos will take over. I love the Mateos family. You know, he's a newlywed. So, there's, I mean, there's, you know, obviously you're a newlywed. You're... They're wanting to spend a lot of time together. I get it, man. And um, um, although, you know, many, many years into my marriage, I still enjoy spending time with my wife. But it seems like uh, Mateos has really spent a lot of time. And after each game, Mateos and his new bride gather on the field for a picture together. I love that. I love the Mateos family and what they represent. And it's a great example to young couples and old couples. (laughs) I'm not old, but, yeah, 
Older. Uh, all of us. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. More mature couples. Um, but I and also like, uh, I, I just love all that. I mean, what you said, and Newman's going to be, he's going to have a chance at the pros. He'll go, I thought Galvin was going to be, you know, he'll get a shot because of his size and everything to go play pro football. He'd be ready to go. And Galvin's decided, hey, I'm going to stick around, use my super senior year. I love it. I love it because these linemen, for whatever reason, you have a better chance of keeping a lineman than you do skill players when they're really good. And uh, I, I'm just I'm I'm a little bit surprised, and I could not be more pleased. The Bears are going to have all sorts of uh, all sorts of uh, veteran leadership up front next year. And that's going to help immensely. Now they need to get some receivers and running backs in here and all of that. But the uh, the leadership of the team, I think Aranda really wanted it to come from the offensive line. And I think it's with these guys now that it will be year two after transferring in, I think it's headed in that direction. And I think that's a great thing. Former Texas Longhorn starting quarterback Casey Thompson, who officially entered the transfer portal in December has announced that he will be transferring to Nebraska. Thompson announced uh, entered the transfer portal after former South Lake Carroll standout and former Ohio State Buckeye for about two weeks. Quinn Ewers uh, transferred to the University of Texas. So Casey Thompson, who led the Big 12 in touchdowns in 2021, will be a Nebraska Cornhusker next next uh, year. Well, I wish I wish him the best. I uh, I thought he was better than the the guy that they start, that uh, that he replaced Hudson Card. They went back and forth a little bit. I mean, I, he put up great numbers against OU, and he didn't play poorly in that game at all. It just uh, Caleb Williams came into that game and, and inspired OU, and it was a great, it was a, an unbelievable comeback. And Texas just kind of went in a funk from there. But I think Casey Thompson can play. I hope they don't ruin him at Nebraska. I mean, I, I feel like Nebraska has had two different quarterbacks named Martinez over the past however many years. Wh- whichever one, either Blake or Adrian, I think it was Adrian, has transferred out of there. I can't even believe he has any any uh, eligibility left. It seems like he's but, been there a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or Taylor. Did I say yeah, there's a Taylor and there was an Adrian. And whichever one, I think this is Adrian maybe that just transferred out. But I, I think Casey Thompson is going to have a great chance to go there and have some success. I don't always love the way they coach those players there. And I don't know how long Frost is going to be there. But I think for one season, you know, Thompson is going to have a chance to, to do some really good things. So count me in as a fan of Casey Thompson. And uh, congratulations, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do next. You mentioned uh, Adrian Martinez, the uh, Cornhuskers starting quarterback for the last few years. He will be at Kansas State next year. He had made that decision about two weeks ago. So we'll be seeing him next year as uh, he plays for the Kansas State Wildcats. The college football playoff, considering Las Vegas and Miami as future host cities for the national championship, according to ESPN. The CFP is currently final, finishing its eighth season of a 12-year contract, which runs through 2025. They haven't finalized where the national championship game will be held 
in the final two years, CFPA Executive Director Bill Hancock Hancock declined to talk about specific cities, but told ESPN this week that determining the future sites is part of the ongoing discussions about playoff expansion. So, oh man, yeah, don't expect so, any announcements anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, they always tell us, oh man, if they don't get it done now, it'll be like till 2025 or 2026 or whatever. I mean, and Aaron, what was that thing you had the other day? Did you say? Had they moved any closer to it? I, I'm so sick of it, hearing that they can't agree to anything. That I, I, I got to admit, some I've tuned some of this out. Had they, did they, uh, are they moving anywhere closer to getting something done? They will meet Saturday, but um, the, it, the parties aren't optimistic. Uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Big Twelve Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and a few others are in favor of a. a uh, uh, 12-team college playoff, um, but the Big Ten is against it for some reason, and the uh, ACC is against it. So that's why they haven't been able to agree to it. And uh, speaking of that, um, Greg Sankey says he's not broken up if they don't expand to 12 teams because the SEC has pretty much dominated the 14 playoffs. He said, quote, if we're going to – Move off the four-team format. The proposed 12-team model works well compared to others. Works and and compared to others works best. We'll see if others are prepared to act. He said, if they don't, quote, 75% of the time we're winning the championship under the current format. We're comfortable continuing in that mode. It's actually 62.5% after either Alabama or Georgia win Monday's title game. But his point is a good one. Uh, they're trying to expand it, which would mean more money and more teams for all conferences. And uh, I don't understand the conferences who are fighting against the 12-team expansion because it's more money and a better chance for their leagues. I mean, the, the Big Ten's going to get get teams in most years, but the, you saw with the Pac-12 and the ACC this year, they didn't have anyone even sniffing the uh, Final Four. So uh, we'll see what happens Saturday, but again, the parties aren't optimistic. Well, it really is about that any room that Sankey is in now after what happened with <coughs> OU in Texas leaving the Big 12, there's a there's a uh, complete <coughs> lack of trust. And so that's really what it comes down to, and that's why the Pac-12 and the Big 10 put that little pack together or whatever they're calling that thing. You know, the uh, what do they call it? It's like their little their little club that they put together, and it really doesn't do anything. I mean, other than some scheduling. Oh, we're going to play each other down the road. Well, we already have, like, Big Ten, Big 12, and uh, big uh, uh, SEC, Big 12 basketball challenges. All that stuff's been going on for years. So football scheduling means really nothing. They, they basically got together as a placeholder to try to block the SEC from doing anything else will that keep the sec from doing anything like if the sec called over to a big 10 school and said hey we want you do you think the big 10 school is going to be loyal to the big 10 no it's just not the way the thing works they're going to be loyal to the dollar where can they make the most money and that's the way this thing will continue to go on and that's the way the world works all right aaron what else do you have well just one other note on that one of the reasons um that 
they uh, Big Ten is opposing the 12 team model because it includes the six highest ranked conference champions, no matter what conference they're from. It could be a group of five school, obviously, if that's the case. Whereas the uh, Big Ten commissioner is adamant that any expanded playoff includes automatic qualifiers for the Power Five conference champions. So he wants to make sure that a Power Five conference champion uh, isn't left out, but I don't see how that would be possible with the 12 team <laughs> format. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think at, at this point, it's bas- <laughs> they're basically just against the SEC in this thing, um, but it's not just the SEC. Uh, Notre Dame's AD is for the 12 team, the uh, Mountain West uh, commissioners for the 12 team. It's basically just the Big Ten and the ACC that looks, from the looks of it, that are holding this thing up. Uh, Kansas All State. Right. Oh, go, go ahead. Oh, no, no. What are you going to say? Uh, one other thing real quick. Uh, Kansas State has promoted Colin Klein, former Heisman Trophy finalist, to the school's offensive coordinator. Klein played quarterback at Kansas State from 2008 to 2012. Uh, he's been the team's quarterback's coach since 2017. You know, I'm glad you had that last note because I was just sitting here thinking, when's the last time Kansas State had a quarterback who could just drop back and just let it rip? You know, like a, just a true – I mean, I'm not talking about going all the way back to, I don't know, did Lynn Dickey or somebody play there back in the day? I can't even remember. But I'm talking about modern day. I remember they had a really good quarterback that I liked named Michael Bishop, and he could move around and he could chuck it. But now Colin Klein, who I loved as a player, just ran over people. He could throw it every once in a while. He's just a great runner, though. And then after him, they had another guy who was kind of like that. And then every year after that, they always have somebody that can run. I mean, isn't that weird when you think about it, Aaron? I mean, can you really think of Kansas State having, like, a great drop-back passer? Like, when's the last time they had something like that? Uh, I don't know that I can think of any right offhand. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, even even the uh, the uh, Martinez kid that's transferring from Nebraska is a dual-threat guy. I mean, he didn't put up mm-hmm. huge numbers. I mean, I think uh, the most he threw for uh, was this year. He yeah. threw for about twenty-eight, a little over 2,800 yards. But, I mean, it's he's not going to come in and run an air raid offense. He's going to be the typical Kansas State quarterback you know, where he runs the ball a lot, a lot of RPOs and things like that. Yeah, they just function better uh, with that. But Colin Klein, good for him. Great guy. Incredible uh, quarterback at Kansas State. One of the greatest players to ever play at Kansas State. So uh, always good to see good things happen to good folks. I did see Zach Evans. Aaron, sorry if you mentioned this. Uh, Zach Evans transferred uh, from TCU to Ole Miss. And uh, he was that great uh, running back for TCU. We might have had that one yesterday, in fact, but I just wanted to reiterate that. All right, it's time to talk to a preseason All-American. Speaking of great college athletics, Jared McKenzie from the Baylor baseball team joins us next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. 
from the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. 
taking you through a Friday. And we're getting closer to baseball season. It's sneaking up on. It's going to happen in February. I believe Baylor opens with Maryland. And uh, this is going to be exciting. Joined now by uh, Jared McKenzie, outfielder for the Bears, extraordinaire. Had a huge year last year. And even during that COVID season, was putting up big numbers as a true freshman. Uh, Jared, c- congratulations on the uh, the big award. Uh, the announcement goes out today. Uh, I say it's an award. It's preseason. Uh, your name to the preseason uh, All-American team. So congratulations on that. Awesome. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on. You bet. Good to have you. And you've already uh, gotten named to all sorts of teams, but I saw that today, and I was like, i got to I got to try to track down Jared, and um, I, th- this is uh, this is pretty uh, remarkable. Currently, no pressure, by the way. You are the all-time batting average leader in Baylor history. <laughs> so, I know, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, three three eighty nine is that uh, is that number. I mean, I but the way you approach uh, things at the plate and all of that, that's. Uh, that's a. Uh, I, I think you'll be able to keep it up there pretty high. What uh, when you get one of these awards or get named to one of these teams? Is that? Uh, I, I I would imagine the whole team's excited for you. What does it mean to you? No, I, I mean I'm definitely grateful for the for receiving these awards. However, um, a lot of it is preseason, and so I think there is still a lot to prove. Um, you know, I'll bring it up to the Bears football team. Shout out to them uh, and these guys were named that they were going to have uh i mean they weren't predicted to win big 12 at all and they come out here and, and play really well and so i think as far as the preseason goes there's not a whole lot um it's awesome to have these honors but it's not a not a determining factor of how the year goes so i think it's important to just keep your head down and continue to work hard all right jared what um uh, each off season you know you whether it be uh conditioning weight room uh, or you know, just getting as many at bats as you can. What did what did you do this uh, past off season? I know it's cr- crazy with uh, especially the previous. It seems like COVID will never leave us, and that sometimes mm-hmm. cuts down on some of the activities. But what did you do to kind of hone your craft and and, uh, and 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 try to work on things? Yeah, I think the biggest thing just coming from this fall, um, you kind of get home for a break and. You come up here and you get to see buddies from high school and you can pick their brains a little bit at the different college programs that they're at, but just continuing to stay in the weight room and uh, work on my swing and uh, play a lot of, a lot of catch and just stay healthy, getting ready for this upcoming year. You ever, uh, you ever get that wooden bat in your hand? Uh, used to, you know, we had some wooden bat leagues. Some people would go up the Cape Cod league back in the day. Have you, uh, do you at least um, – I'm sure that's got to be in the back of your head to some, someday think about playing in the majors. Do you ever uh, do you ever grab the wooden bat and take a few swings? I do. When I'm home, I'm always hitting with the wood bat just so I can feel the barrel a little bit. I got to play this summer up there in the Cape, and it was a great experience I got to have. So it was awesome. Man, I've traveled there. I wasn't quite in Packwright. You know, I was there late May, and it was still cold, you know, up in the Boston area and all that. <laughs> what, tell me tell me what that was. Talking to Jared McKenzie, by the way, preseason All-America for the Baylor baseball team, uh, what was that Cape Cod League like? And uh, I bet that was pretty neat to, to be uh, up there, you know, kind of away from everything, but also with some of the top uh, college baseball players in the country. 
Definitely. I think that was the coolest thing. You're up there with a lot of guys to have the same goal in mind to go and play at the next level. And so I think it was very, um, I was very fortunate for the opportunity. It was definitely the first time where I got a first glimpse of, okay, this is what pro ball could look like in the future as far as minor leagues go and the competition you get to face. And I think I was definitely blessed with being able to get that under my belt before uh, the future unfolds. What uh, what were your numbers like in the Cape Cod League? Not as good as I'd like, let's put it that way, but uh, <laughs> definitely a great experience. So we're, we're still working on the Cape Cod batting average to get it up to that 389 <laughs> level. <we're talking> about, <laughs> really. the, Cape, the Cape Cod batting average. Now, are those facilities, because um, I didn't get to make it to any games. It may have been my timing when I was there. Um, were, 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 are those facilities sort of like where some um, – double a or or uh, minor league teams play what were the facilities like there no actually it's uh it's high school facilities really um just the it's not a, the cape cod there's not a lot of um the population there is very small when it comes to outside of the summertime and so um it's just small high school fields that uh i mean that i played on back when i was in high school too so it's nothing spectacular by any means but um i think beyond what you're playing on it's the guys that you're with and the people you get to meet what that makes the experience worth it yeah how many uh how many big 12 guys were up there with you a handful oh shoot yeah a lot um a couple guys from kansas state uh a couple guys from tech a few guys from texas um a few guys from tcu so there's some solid uh, a lot of guys from oklahoma state solid competition from the big 12 yeah well, the Big 12 is, uh, it's, it's you know, known for its great baseball. I, looking back at last year, Jared, it had to be frustrating for you guys because you, you didn't get the start you wanted, and then suddenly you started winning, and you won that series in Lubbock, and it really looked like y'all were, were, were getting things going, like you hit your stride, and then y'all got hit, if I recall correctly, with a bit of a COVID protocol-type situation, a bit of a COVID outbreak. Did you, looking back, do you feel like that team was – you know, could have done some, uh, made some noise in the tournament had y'all not run into some of those COVID issues? I think so, definitely. I mean, you look at our team last year, and we led the Big 12 in hitting as a team, and there's a lot of talent, and it was our first time ever to play in the Big 12 with that group. And so um, that's why I'm super excited for this year, just to know that we have a lot of guys returning who had the Big 12 experience now, and we were successful um, and we added some new arms on the mound, so it'll be super fun to go out there and play with those guys and play behind those arms. And I think this year's going to be really good. What, what is your uh, uh, what's the rotation? You know, kind of as it starts to take shape as y'all get closer to the beginning of the season. Um, who are some kind of new additions you're excited about? And then obviously you have some guys coming back. Yeah, so uh, Tyler Thomas was our Friday night guy last year. We'll have him back. Um, Blake Helton through for us on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, we'll have him back. And then uh, we have three transfers, um, Jake Jackson, Matt Volker, and Brett Garcia, which I think are huge additions on the mound just because we lost a lot of guys with experience, but we're bringing in guys that have had experience at other programs. So it was neat to see them um, come in this fall and, and mesh with our team really well. Talking to uh, Jared McKenzie, uh, I mean, I, I the uh, the Baylor All American. I, I loved how y'all set up your lineup last year. As you as as coach got to know y'all better, 
Um, I mean, they were young guys. The middle of that infield's kind of an exciting deal. And then, uh, of course, uh, my guy from my hometown, uh, Cade Currington from Kaufman, Texas, always nice to slate him in there. And uh, and he started to, you know, hit the ball. I, I think it could be a, a huge uh, – uh, producing lineup, so uh, it, it, y'all may be going under the radar right now, but it's going to be very exciting uh, to see that. Um, now, Steve said that he understood when Cade and I were from the same hometown. He said that told him a lot about Cade. Is Cade uh, <laughs> is is Cade a free spirit? What's he like? Oh, he's awesome. He's a, he's a grinder for sure, but we love him in the DH spot. <laughs> uh, now, coming out of Round Rock. I mean, that is a baseball hotbed, and we sort of know it for the, the Ryan family having been around there and the, the, the Dell Diamond, all those kinds of things. Did you get to, uh, growing up there and playing around Round Rock, would you get to, did you get to play quite a bit at that facility, and, and how much do you think that was helpful to you being in such kind of a, a baseball hotbed, so to speak? No, it was awesome. I uh, We used to live about five minutes right from the stadium, so when I was real little, I'd go up there and, seventh inning you could just walk into the stadium so i'd go watch three innings of baseball every night that they were there and it was an awesome opportunity and as i got older i was able to actually uh work in the clubhouse so it was neat to just see guys rolling in out of there um joey gallo josh hamilton a lot of big names that i got to meet which were an awesome opportunity all right so do you have have you set your uh speaking of guys that put up huge numbers like gallo obviously he's with the yankees now um do you set kind of individual goals going into a season? Like you hit 10 home runs, I believe, last year. Do you do you have numbers that you want to achieve, or, or do you not really approach it that way? No, I do. I like to, I mean, I like to compete with myself because I know it helps push me, um, and I know my teammates like to do that as well, and it'll push, push each other. But I think the biggest thing is if I can try and hit above that 389 average, that'd be pretty awesome to – to keep that and maintain that. Am I right in saying the COVID shortened year, you were up around like 406 up at the, uh, like the, the Ted Williams number. Was yeah. that, was, is that accurate? Yes, sir. I believe so. Yeah. And, and knowing you, it's not like you're, you're not up there, you know, de- desperately trying to take walks, although you'll take walks. Are, you remember bon- they would never pitch to bonds and some of those guys. And so they're, their batting averages were crazy high. I guess the biggest one, and you wouldn't—you're too young to remember—but uh, in uh, in my lifetime, Tony Gwynn hit 373 one time. Now you probably have you know collect baseball cards or did when you were a kid, so you probably have done research on these guys. But that's about as high. And I think George Brett had—he might have been up there around 380 at one point. But uh, that's a that's a hard hard thing to do. So. Is that is that are you able to uh, share that goal with us? Are you is that is that your goal to hit 400 for a season? If I could, I set my goal this year to hit 405. So Tyler Hardman at OU, me and him were going back and forth last year. And <laughs> he ended up beating me in average in the Big 12. So, and he hit right around there. So I'm gonna see if I can go out there and do well. But we'll All see. Right. Well, that's uh, that's that's pretty awesome. 405. I love the goal, and and uh, I mean you got a 389 career average, so I don't think uh, I don't think it's out of the question. Now, uh, as far as playing the outfield, and and uh, uh, you know you obviously with what you want to do in your future, you want to be as versatile as possible. Do you like um, do you like is center 
the most fun for you, and do you kind of like moving around a little bit? What uh, what what do you enjoy, and and what did, what did they have you doing in Cape Cod League? Yeah, center field is definitely where I'm the most comfortable, um, just because I've been able to play there for the past three years um, of my baseball career. But this summer, I got to play a lot of left field, a um, couple games in right. But I think being versatile, being able to play all three is extremely important. Um, just to be able to fill in whatever role I need to go into. But um, I love center field, and I hope to stay there as long as I can. Well, Jared, congratulations. I'm excited for the season. I tell you, uh, I was a Baylor student when they got lights at the ballpark. <laughs> that tells oh, you that, wow. was a <laughs> that was a ways back. Um, yep. uh, they didn't get lights, though, until about 93 or 94. Uh, they did not okay. have lights, and so yeah, you're probably thinking I was in like 1970s or something, but no, I'm. I'm no. Uh, but uh, yeah, but Jared, listen, it was fun to get to visit with you, and uh, c- congratulations on the preseason award, and uh, man, best of luck having a big time season. Can't wait to watch you guys. Awesome, thank you very very much, and I appreciate the time. You bet. There he goes, Jared McKenzie. I mean, this guy can just flat out rake and. Uh, Comes from Round Rock, six foot one seventy five, and he's going to have a chance because he's got a, he's got a. I mean, he's just, he's got great bat control. He can work a pitcher over. Um, so I love the uh, I love the confidence. He wants to hit four oh five this season. Totally capable of doing it, and he's not up there trying to. He's not trying to shin su chu this thing. This guy's not up there trying to walk a bunch. He's up there swinging, and he just hits the ball like crazy, and he's got some pop. So um, we'll see. I'm uh, cause he's got a little bit of a fr- he can still put a little weight on his frame. So I think the power will come. A lot of those guys arrive um, when they get in minor leagues. They just don't hit. They're not hitting a ton of home runs, but you can tell it's on the way. Some guys have the uh, gap power. Some guys have the uh, long ball, and uh, you can even go back to a, br- a great Baylor player like Max Muncie. Was he a good college player? You bet he was. Did, did you think he was going to be in the major leagues hitting 25 or 30 home runs every year or 30 or 40 home runs every year? No. Okay, nobody was saying that back then. And uh, now he's a all-star player and a, uh, and a guy who has a world championship ring. There will be more uh, from Baylor, and uh, it's going to be a fun year. You heard him talking about the staff. they got some talented uh, transfers, and they've got some veteran guys. And Steve Rodriguez, who's a great friend of this show, does a tremendous job, and he's been out there recruiting hard, and uh, and the man takes a good picture. You know, he's out there. He likes to get up early in the morning and take some photos of the Brazos River and do all that. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Uh, we continue now, though. We've got a, a big-time Cowboys guest, the man who broke the story that – Amari Cooper is subject to a fine for going out to a Mavericks game. It is Clarence E. Hill. He joins us next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The team departs for Philly today, but star players are staying behind because of COVID. Details after this. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym, for teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. The Cowboys have added left tackle Tyron Smith and cornerback Anthony Brown to a COVID list that already includes linebacker Micah Parsons. Trayvon Diggs and Donovan Wilson were sidelined yesterday because of illness and practice was called early and players sent home. Tomorrow night's regular season finale in Philly may resemble more of a preseason game as star Eagles players are also out with COVID. But the Eagles do have quarterback Jalen Hurts. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn says that like Kyler Murray last week, Hurts is a dual threat right quarterback hurts I mean he has got real you know power to break tackles to go through things where Murray's he's just hard to get to with his quickness and his speed but Hurts has certainly earned our respect he's got to be defended like a running back the Cowboys and Eagles tee it up tomorrow night at 7:15 central with the boys at the star I'm Christy Scales this is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with patchy drizzle developing overnight. Low temperatures actually rising to around 47 degrees tomorrow morning. Mostly cloudy throughout the day on Saturday. A 40% chance of scattered showers, maybe a thunderstorm, 65. And mostly sunny on Sunday and highs a little bit cooler at 62. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated Best Mexican Restaurant in Waco, home of the famous Purple Margarita and famous Chili Con Queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at LaFiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. 
member FDIC. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The USFL has hired its first four coaches. Kevin Sumlin will return to Houston to head the Gamblers. Mike Riley is the New Jersey Generals' new head coach. Todd Haley takes over at Tampa Bay Bandits. And Bart Andrews to the Philadelphia Stars. Former Aggie quarterback Zach Caldonado will transfer to Auburn next year. And TCU running back Zach Evans has announced he's transferring to Ole Miss. Both the men and women UMHB basketball teams got a win over Seoul Ross last night, and both teams will be back in action tomorrow at the Mayboard Campus Center hosting Howard Payne. Women tip at 1 in the minute, 3 o'clock. Baylor basketball heads to Fort Worth tomorrow to take on TCU and Big 12 play. 4 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys finish up their regular season tomorrow in Philly with a 7-15 kickoff, and you can hear that game following Baylor basketball. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, flying into the weekend, and uh, always good to catch up with my friend for many years, Clarence Hill, of the uh, of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, a man who uh, I was at the game the other night, but boy, Clarence was I was watching the Dirk ceremony, I got caught up, almost got emotional, it was wonderful, but Clarence had his eye over there on who was sitting courtside, Amari Cooper. And um, it was uh, C.D. Lamb showed up, and they were sitting over there. Clarence, welcome back to the show, by the way. Good to have you, sir. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, uh, I do find it interesting, and I'm glad you wrote about it. Uh, you know, everybody kind of wants to say, well, let Amari be Amari. Let him do what he wants to do. Well, the guy had COVID. Okay, he's got antibodies, and, and that, that's fine. But there are some rules out there. And they apparently apply to even stars in the league, like Aaron Rodgers and Amari Cooper. And um, now, Clarence, so Clarence was the first to write about this, that this was a, this was a violation of the uh, COVID protocols. Uh, Clarence, where is this now with uh, Amari showing up at that Mavs game the other night? Uh, where, where are we in this? Do we know anything about, uh, about what, uh, what the fine could end up being? Well, I mean, the, the fine is, is, is $14,000 now, whether they, you know, the, the NFL and, and the uh, the NFL, you know, they declined to comment on it and they acknowledged that it was a violation, but they declined to comment on where they were in the process. You know, with fines, they don't just 
you, you do a violation one day and the fine comes down the next day anyway. Just like, you know, when you do a, uh, uh, commit a personal violence game, the fine doesn't come out until a week later. So, you know, yeah. it's going, I'm sure it's going through that process or whatever it is. But the bottom line is, why put yourself in that situation? You know, and, and I know Amar went on the uh, the Cowboys radio station, uh, I think, yesterday, earlier today, and, and talked about, you know, you can get it anywhere. And he got people coming in out of his house. And, you know, that, that there's really nothing you can do. But there are rules in place. Yeah. There are yeah, rules in I... place that, that you have to adhere to. And, and, and the thing that this, I guess, was disappointing is that on the same day that Micah tested positive two days after he went and sat courtside at a Mavericks game that Amari and CD will put themselves in that same situation to do that. And, yes, Amari has uh, antibodies. Yes, Amari is not going to be tested for 90 days. But CD is a different situation, a story, and you can still pass it. And, again, you're talking about a team that has some issues with COVID. You're getting ready to go to the playoffs. Uh, why chance it? You know, you got plenty of time to go watch Maverick games uh, after the season's over. You know, there you know you're, you're there to celebrate, Dirk. Just think about the people coming to celebrate you if you win the Super Bowl. Oh, I like that. I like that line. Um, but by the way, after I, I a lot of us were there to celebrate Dirk, and it was a great deal. But somebody told me I didn't see them leave. But somebody told me they left before the ceremony. Can you imagine like being courtside? For like that kind of unbelievable, it was well done. They had the orchestra, beautiful tributes. The commissioner was there, and you sit there courtside for the whole game, and then you get up and leave <laughs> for the. Well, I, I see, again, see, and, and, <laughs> see, but see that's the problem. That's the problem is because people don't understand. They probably were there to see Steph. Absolutely. They 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 probably they were there to see Steph and Luca. They weren't necessarily there. I'm very young players. I don't think they were there for the ceremony. They were there for the Golden State Warriors. Steph against Luka. That's why they came. Let's be honest about yeah. this. I know yeah. we, you know, you know, wax, you know, romantically about the Dirk years and what that meant. And so that means a lot to people who are around here. It doesn't necessarily mean a lot to CeeDee Lamb, who grew up in Houston, who necessarily wasn't a Mavericks fan. And, you know, and, and Amari Cooper, not, you know, they, they weren't there for the nostalgia of the Dirk years. They were there for, for Steph. And they were there just Steph going against Luca, and once that was over, they were ready to go. Yeah, let's get on out of here. They were down there at Kershaw. I think Kershaw did stay. Um, he like he wanted the romance of the uh, of the evening. Well, Kershaw's from Dallas. I know, I know. I'm very familiar with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so I'm just saying that the the, the 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 interest is different for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're. I think you're right about that. Uh, I was sitting here trying to think where CD's actually from, where he grew up. He's from CD. He's from Oh, well, okay. He has he has some love for the Rockets. If the uh, if they had yeah. been retiring Olajuwon's jersey, maybe he would. Although he would have been way too young to ever see him. Hey, uh, Clarence, I was smart enough to be up in section three hundred. You cannot get the COVID uh, if you sit that far away from the court. Okay, that's a it's a known thing. Yeah. Trust science. Well, the, other thing with, the only thing with Amari is that you have – I mean, I know you want to be courtside, you want to be up front, but you do have money to get a suite. And, you know, you're allowed to be in suites masked up, you know, as long as there's social distancing. That's part of the NFL yeah. rules for people. So you could have gone to the game. You don't have to stay at home. You could have gone to the game and sat in the suite. And, you know, no problem. No, probably nobody would have saw you. Wouldn't have been you – know, and it wouldn't have been such a controversy that it became. 
Well, have you, have any of the players given you a hard time for you know being the one to kind of to kind of uh, look at the rules and realize that Amari Cooper broke them and deserve and uh, did, did anybody did you get any blow, did you get any pushback from anybody? No, 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 no. I mean, they don't. I don't think they care, and I don't know how much they watch. And you know, and certainly we're not out there. Uh, this was you know after all the uh, you know the locker room not the same as it was, but I mean. I, I don't. I don't think they care at this point, you know. And, yeah. and it is what it is. But you know, and, you know, it wasn't me. He was on TV. That was the. That was the. You know, everybody saw him at the game. And again, you put two and two together that, you know, they were kind of amazed that you know Dak talked about regretting and lamenting not telling uh, Michael Parsons not to go to the game. You know, just out of abundance of caution and doing whatever they can to be as safe as possible. And on the same day, Dak said, you know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go. I would put myself in that position. His top two receivers did. Yeah, absolutely. There they were. And, uh, and you know, Maury right in the middle of it uh, and unvaccinated. And even though he's had it, that is the deal. Talking to Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, a man who will get on a jet tomorrow and uh, make his way to Philly. Actually, Today's Friday. What are you, uh, wait, what are you doing? Are you are you in Philly already? What's the situation? Pretty <laughs> really good, Jay. See, you're lucky that I'm not flying till tomorrow. Oh, okay. most of the people flew today. Yes, they flew. Yeah. I'm not flying till tomorrow. I just but yeah, I so just, they, they I... moved. Yeah, yeah. You, we usually go the day before the game, but I'm going to go Correct. ahead and go because the game is at night, so I'm not going to fly till tomorrow morning. Good for you. I just was not thinking about that Saturday night game keeps kind of uh, kind of sneaking up on me. Now, what are you? Do you think? Now they're going to have several players out. You got the COVID protocol people, and you got uh, Trayvon Diggs uh, is out, and uh, again a couple of big time players are out. Do do you still take them at their word that they're going to go out there, put their best foot forward, and and truly try to win this game? How do you think this thing unfolds tomorrow night? I, I think it unfolds as a glorified preseason game where the the first team offense, and I think when when they're talking about trying to gain some momentum and some chemistry and some execution, they're really talking about the offense. And I do think that offensively they will go out and for the first couple of series, maybe the first quarter, uh, and try to look good and execute and do some things. But I think by the end of the game, it's going to be a glorified preseason game with nothing but backups out there. All right. And, and maybe I, I think that tells you where the offense is, Clarence, that uh, – that they, they would like to kind of maybe have almost like a preseason game. Like, the you know, the last uh, dress rehearsal, you want like two really right. good drives and get them out of the game. But that kind of speaks yes. to where they are right now that they would really love to see Dak in the offense have a couple of good series. I think it would give them maybe a little extra confidence, and I think that speaks to how this thing looks right now. Yeah, you, you they want confidence and want to build some momentum for the playoffs because – you know, they've been disjointed. They've been disjointed offensively ever since the um, the Denver game. It really goes back farther than that because since they have not been able to run, and that's, you know, Zeke has not had more than 50 yards a game, you know, over the last 10 weeks. You know, and, and, and that running game has really cramped things for the passing game because no one has to respect the run, and they play, you know, soft coverage, and they play umbrella coverage, and they play, you know, everybody's back so you can't get the ball down the field, and, they're playing number of coverages, which makes Dak hold on to the ball. And, and so they, they got to find a way to get the running game going to open things back up for the passing game. All right. I, I, uh, I agree with it. I mean, our man Calvin uh, Watkins from the Morning News has demanded over and over for them to sit uh, Zeke, rest this man. And I, I liked uh, what one of our other friends said. He's like, you're trying to tell him to 
sit the wrong guy. You're worried about the wrong right. running back. <laughs> and the other running back, and the other running back is sitting. Ironically, Tony Parsons is the one. Uh, I'm not Tony Parsons, but Tony Tony Pollard is the one who's sitting. He's out this week. So is you going to give Zeke a full load? I'm going to see uh, a bunch of practice squad running backs out there. So yeah, I mean it's it's crazy that that Parsons is the one who's missed games the last few weeks, and Zeke is the one who's been injured with a knee all the time. Has played the whole season. All right, Clarence Hill, Star Telegram, also a noted. Texas X, uh, University of Texas, a proud alum. Uh, let me ask you, the, the uh, Casey Thompson news came out today. Obviously, y'all got Quinn Ewers. I guess Hudson Card's still on the ground there, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens at Texas. Do you, the, uh, he, uh, Casey Thompson's going to Nebraska. Of the, of the two, that was your fa- – I mean, I feel like I liked Casey Thompson the most. Do you feel like that guy could end up being a really good college quarterback? Um even going to a place like Nebraska where they haven't won a lot lately? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's, he's going to be a good college quarterback. I mean, listen, he, he has a, every right to transfer. He was hurt and benched for much of the second half of the season. He still led the Big 12 in touchdown passes. People forget that. And before the OU game, his his numbers were up there with, with some of the best quarterbacks in college football. He suffered a, a, a thumb injury against OU and played the rest of the season hurt. And, you know, they believe, the Stanford believes that healthy, he, he can have a good year and certainly if he was healthy you know texas may have won beat kansas and 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 and, and been, been in a bowl game and wouldn't you know suffer the fate that they did at the end but at, at the end of the day texas went and got quinn yours and and they got another uh top recruit out of california and casey decided i'm going to go somewhere else where i'm going to get a fair chance to compete and win the job and and end this, you know my career on my own terms so so good for him he, you know he was also considered going to ou it would have been fascinating for him to go from Texas starting one year to possibly playing an OU game for OU against Texas the next season. That was one of his five finalists of the teams that uh, he was looking at, but he ended up going to uh, Nebraska where I think it's a, uh, he got a free way to the starting role. And that, that's what he wants. He wants to be able to go to a situation where he has a chance to really compete for the starting job and play. Well, I tell you the one thing <clears throat> I'll leave you with, and I appreciate this about you is that, uh, you a little bit covet uh, our coach at Baylor, and I, and you've been kind of public about how uh, how much you admire what Dave Aranda <clears throat> has accomplished. And uh, I'm not saying you're like, oh my gosh, if only we had Aranda. But I do think uh, I do. You, I, th- I think you like Aranda uh, quite a bit and respect the job he's done at Baylor. Would that be an accurate statement? I was no doubt. I mean, I, I think that listen. The, the, the last two Baylor coaches have been the best Baylor coaches in the Big 12 during their time here. And, and I put that in the backdrop of what they came into. You know, after all the Art Browse mess and all the controversies, it wasn't like players were lining up to run the Baylor. You know, and it wasn't about recruiting classes. It was about coaching and fundamentals and having the guys right and put the guys in the right place. And, and certainly Rule did that and, and built something there. And, and, and Aranda's done the same thing. I mean, uh, they found guys. They've targeted guys. They brought guys in. They haven't had a top ten class, probably not even top twenty class, from what I see on you know with recruiting stuff. But he gets guys. He coaches them up. He, he he's a great defensive coach, and they're they're fundamentally sound. And and so I again I I said that OU and LSU and some of those guys should have gone after him because he would have been a better hire to me uh, than as they got. So good for Baylor for targeting a guy 
and, and, and getting the right guy. They've done a great job hiring their coaches. Well, and we'll see. I think it'll be really fun. It's music to my ears to hear you talk like that. But Chris Beard at UT now, now that UT's playing some hoops again, Baylor versus Texas should be a lot of fun. And uh, you got the number one team in the country, and then you got the up and coming, the upstart horns. And that'll be, uh, I think that'll be, uh, that'll be great. Clarence, thanks for doing this. Uh, safe travels as you uh, head to Philly. Tell all my friends there. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of great friends there in Philly. Please tell everybody hello for me. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. You guys have a good day. We will. We will. Clarence E. Hill, Jr. Uh, from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram joining the Matt Mosley Show with uh, Aaron Sexton. Aaron, I think you heard right there what to expect. It's going to be a glorified preseason game. And they want to see if they can get a couple, two or three, or maybe a whole quarter of really good offense, run some plays. But but you really do have to keep everybody healthy. I mean, it, it, it would be foolish to try to play this whole game. I mean, I, I think I brought this up a few years ago. The Giants didn't have to play, and they were playing against one of the all-time great Patriots teams. And they ended up facing them in the Super Bowl. But in the final game of the regular season, they played them, and they played them straight up. And it was a great game, and they hung in there. Both teams were – it was a high-scoring game. It was a great game. I remember just loving everything about it. That meant a lot to that Giants team. I mean, it really did. And that was the way Coughlin was wired. I just don't think this is the same thing. They're playing a team that's missing a lot of people, a – a wall-to-wall win would not mean that much. And so what needs to happen is a kind of hang in there, do what you can, and and keep everybody healthy. And so I think what we're going to witness is a, a, a preseason-type game from the Cowboys. And, you know, I, I don't know where everybody stands on. I think we've heard enough about that with Cooper and these players – I mean, the blaring headline in the newspaper that I worked in so, for so many years, the Dallas Morning News today was, duos night out reckless as playoffs loom. All right. Okay. I, it, was it the smartest thing in the world to be court-sided in an NBA game? Probably not. Is it the end-all, be-all? Is it, is it the hill to die on? should be careful saying that with what's going on with COVID. Probably not. I mean, the guy had COVID. He's got the antibodies. I think Amari's probably okay. Again, I would remind you that the Cowboys had a, a linebacker in Keanu Neal who's had it twice this season. So not having, you know, having it, I mean, the antibodies help. The booster I have and the two vacs, the two vaccinations, they all help. But that doesn't mean we can't still get the COVID. I mean, I've been coughing and got some kind of thing that I've been fighting. Did I probably have it? Maybe. I mean, I went and got checked and got tested, and they said no, it was negative. But it's one of those te- those quick tests. It's not the PCR or whatever that one is. Always, Aaron, I always want to call it PCP, but isn't that like some drug thing, like a PCP pipe or something? I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very uh, dangerous hallucinogenic drug. Ooh, ooh, the PCP. Mm-hmm. Is PCP what you, the drug, or is that like a pipe? 
No, that's the drug. Oh, PCP is? Okay. Yeah. Fortunately, I know people are like Mosley's trying to act like he doesn't know. I really don't. But uh, but I do. I am a, a believer in, uh, what's that, CBD. I like to rub some of that CBD oil uh, on my uh, neck, my broken neck, and all the areas uh, that you take CBD. I like CBD gummies. So I do I do dabble in the CBD world, okay? I, I still don't know. How a CB? If you're out there and you're a CBD, I don't think I just don't think Tacker feels comfortable, Aaron, walking into a CBD shop. You know, Tacker's the guy and McKenzie that bring us all these unbelievable sponsors. McKenzie, if you're out there listening right now, Stephanie, Leslie, our great sales team, we need a CBD partner because I'm a CBD guy. I like it. I like it. Helps me uh, helps me sleep in the evening. One night I got a hold of though, Aaron. Some of those Delta CBDs, that's the stuff that's a little out of control. Yeah. I think they call it like Delta 8. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you're getting a little too close to the real thing. Yep. And somebody had said to me, hey, Matt, here's what you do. I don't know if they knew my name. But they said, uh, these will help you sleep. And, again, <laughs> and, and they said, uh, this was fairly early after my accident, and I, and I was having sleeping issues. But they said, I, I take a half of one before I go to bed. And you know the way I was thinking, Aaron, I'm like, God, I really need to sleep. Why don't I just take a whole gummy, a whole one of these things? Oh, my goodness. The Delta 8, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's as close to I've ever been. I mean, I've never, I've, you'll think I'm kidding. I've never tried marijuana in my entire life, uh, you know, edibles or anything. But I got some of this in my system, and it it uh, it about it it put me on my rear. I mean, it was kind of the the the, uh, the the my wife and daughter were wondering why I was going to bed at seven p.m. I was just like, I don't know what to do. It was scary. I I took like two or three showers, thinking maybe this will overcome the whatever this is. All right, it's Matt Mosley show. The dismount where we say good night to you is next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball back in action on the road at TCU tomorrow. Plus, our time debuts on ESPN. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. If you like the Baylor Nike gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. 
Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball has had a second game postponed, scheduled to host ninth-ranked Texas Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. The game has been postponed, hopefully to be made up later in the season. Next action for the Baylor women now on Wednesday in Norman against Oklahoma. Meanwhile, Scott Drew and the top-ranked and undefeated Baylor men take their act on the road Saturday to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs. We'll be on the air at 3.30, tip-off at 4, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's where you'll find the docu-series that debuted yesterday entitled Our Time. It is behind-the-scenes look at Baylor men's and women's basketball. No holds barred, great access given by the Baylor coaches. Here's men's coach Scott Drew. Well, I think uh, um, it's a great platform to show uh, uh, people to watch just what our basketball program's about, and it's a culture of joy, and it promotes, uh, uh, you see uh, um, behind the scenes uh, uh, how we are able to uh, uh, instill that and uh, lets people get a chance to see and understand uh, maybe more players' uh, backgrounds, thoughts, which uh, 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 we think they're great role models. So we we love that positive aspect. Uh, as far as uh, um, are there times where, just like in life, do you always want people following you around? No. But uh, uh, in life, it's all good and bad. So uh, I think it's a, 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 we have a great group. And uh, um, just like uh, the previous players, we've had a lot of great role models and a chance for them to uh, inspire uh, and help help bring uh, young people to uh, Christ and uh, young uh, uh, men and women uh, can look up to these guys. Scott Drew on the new docu-series covering Baylor men's and women's basketball and Big 12 now on ESPN Plus entitled Our Time. New episodes debut each Thursday for 12 weeks. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Fort Worth and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. and 5, 10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. 
H-U-R-L-E-Y, BenefitServices.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Blanche with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The USFL has hired its first four coaches. Kevin Sumlin will return to Houston to head the Gamblers. Mike Riley is the New Jersey Generals' new head coach. Todd Haley takes over at Tampa Bay Bandits. And Bart Andrews to the Philadelphia Stars. Former Aggie quarterback Zach Calzonado will transfer to Auburn next year. And TCU running back Zach Evans has announced he's transferring to Ole Miss. Both the men and women UMHB basketball teams got a win over Seoul Ross last night, and both teams will be back in action tomorrow at the Mayboard Campus Center hosting Howard Payne. Women tip at 1 in the minute, 3 o'clock. Baylor basketball heads to Fort Worth tomorrow to take on TCU and Big 12 play. 4 o'clock tip, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys finish up their regular season tomorrow in Philly with a 7-15 kickoff, and you can hear that game following Baylor basketball. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Wow. Uh, Aaron, pod that music down just a little bit. Yeah, perfect. We we got a big announcement at uh, the Dismount. Uh, and uh, thanks to Ward White uh, for being on the ground and uh, being able to be the first to uh, have this uh, breaking news that's going out. Uh, Coach Pete Fredenberg is retiring from Mary Harden Baylor. <clears throat> the man who uh, started the program and uh, just coming off another national championship uh, after all these years is uh, is stepping down. And it will be a full retirement. And uh, just a select few were told about this and uh, want to get the word out to uh, – because obviously uh, our stations and our station there in uh, Temple Belton, our Fox affiliate that has been – a huge part of that whole process, uh, Mary Harden Baylor, and what they mean to to everything, the uh, ESPN Central Texas family, and then everything we do with Fox. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor is very important to us. And Pete Fredenberg, uh, what a great one. What a great one. And as you would anticipate, Larry Harmon, longtime defensive coordinator, uh, been there forever, and uh, has really, I mean, he knows how to do this. He knows how to run this program. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's been such a huge part of Pete's success over the years. And uh, Larry will take over as the uh, head coach at Mary Harden Baylor. So, again, big breaking news as we sign off tonight. Pete Fredenberg is stepping down at uh, at Mary Harden Baylor. Uh, Ward White's uh, had it first. You'll hear uh, uh, Larry Harmon and Pete Fredenberg will both be on game time with uh, with Tom Barfield. And then we'll be having some uh, – uh, Ward was able to uh, get some audio, and we'll be getting that out to everyone, uh, our Facebook and our Twitter and every all our social media platforms so you can hear that. But uh, huge news uh, for a legend, a legend. Uh, Pete Fredenberg is retiring from Mary Harden Baylor. I want everybody to have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is a Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football.
Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. My name's Trevor Jack of Big 12 Football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, part of our conversation from yesterday on the radio show with Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com, who selects Baylor's Dave Aranda as the turnaround coach of the year against some really stiff competition. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint 